Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Dueling questions with Steve did not limit his questions to autographs and authentication, but I, I certainly wanted to pick his brain on some things and hope you benefit from that. S Steve really wanted to ask about some things that are going on right now. Hopefully you'll enjoy it as I did. Here's the uh, dueling question. The second time I've done dueling questions with Steve Grad, Chief uh, Authenticator for Beckett uh, Authentications, long history in the hobby, multimedia presence. But thanks, sponsors. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, all those uh, Beckett entities that Steve and I both love, <laughs> and Comsey.com, uh, uh, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, and then Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. So welcome to the show, Steve Grad, and hit me with your first shot or your best shot. Okay, 2021, okay? If you had to do it all over again, what would you do? Would you keep it? Would you still move forward? And I know a lot has changed in that time span. And it's really interesting because the name is still so synonymous with you in the business. If you knew what you knew now, where would you be? This is Back to the Future. They had a trilogy there, I think. <laughs> they, they sliced it every different way of going back in time in the special DeLorean. I probably wouldn't change it, Steve. Thanks for the question. There's some positives and some negatives. It's not clear cut. At the time, I believed it was the right decision. I still believe it was the right decision. Now I look up and I, my former company is worth a lot more now. And that's a credit to the team and to the hobby. I think the rising tide has raised all the boats. I don't really feel like we were doing bad when I sold, but it's gone to new heights. You've been a part of that. Several acquisitions and things like that, that perhaps I wouldn't have been as aggressive to do. I'm not going to second guess the current owners. I will say this. I should have said that I want to keep a royalty interest in any time my name is used. I want <laughs> 10 cents. <laughs> I, I think you should want more than that. 10 cents would probably be better today. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's just, I look back yeah. at it and I look at what's happened. And I was also part of the PSA brand for years too, to see what they've there. done. It's really gotten absolutely out of control in terms of the business. Obviously, you've been right at the, the ground zero of it all. Now, this is really unprecedented, to be honest with you. I'm not sure what is next to come because I keep hearing a lot of crazy things. So that's why I would want to say if it was there to do all over again, it would just be interesting to hear your answer to that because- Yeah, I can't. You were, yeah. Steve, I think we're both lifers. So the yeah. mode of expression, where you hang your hat, how you do it exactly, it might evolve. But I was too much of an executive when I was running the company. I was the owner. I was the CEO. And I actually don't like that. It's nice to have control. But on the other hand, I was getting farther and farther away from the cards and the stuff that I really enjoyed. So no regrets other than financial. <laughs> Just <Sure>. kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I did fine. Okay. My question for you. That was a joke, by the way. Uh, um, okay. That's a good one. Which is more difficult, to train an autograph authenticator or a card grader? In your opinion, if they're starting with an appreciation of sports, maybe taking somebody that's sharp, hardworking, high integrity, wants to come work for you or be a grader or an autograph authenticator, which is the longer road? Which is the more difficult road? And uh, what would you say to somebody that wanted to get up to speed? That, that's a great question. I think the card grading side is easier. And I've talked to our graders before about it and uh, the difficulties in finding graders, but they seem to be able to train them. And we had two people that worked for Beckett Authentication that have just gone over to Beckett card grading pretty easily. And a few of them made the transition and done very well. It's, I think, something that they could sit there and actually train you daily to work on that, what to look for. And if you have an eye for collecting or cards or anything, 
I think you meld in that. And I'll give you another example. When I left PSA DNA, most of the support staff slid into grading roles at PSA and the hard work ethic for all of them, the smarts about being in the hobby worked out great for them because they all just slid into card grading roles. I think that to me is easier. I, I think it's a challenge daily because as you people are recalling cards, they're changing the corners or changing the appearance of cards to fool the graders and get higher grades. They've got to be on their game every day. I will say about the autograph authentication, quite honestly, People ask me almost every day in social media, how do I become an authenticator? Usually it's young people. Where do I go to school? You know what? It's the school of hard knocks. You have to be on the streets really to know it. And it's hard to be an autograph authenticator if you haven't experienced it as a chaser or as someone that collected autographs that was in, I don't, it's hard to say like been in the pits or been, in, been down and dirty. And it's really hard for me to bring on a guy without any kind of experience like that. I could tell you Patrick Conway, who works with us and does a lot of entertainment stuff. He was an autograph chaser pretty much from when he was a young kid. And up until now, he knows all the guys. He knows all the ins and outs. Brian Sabrero started at a young age, Charlie Price, Larry Studebaker, myself. We all started very young. And it translates to what we do. People say to me all the time, well, you never met Melot. Yeah, you're right. I didn't meet Babe Ruth either. But I think the things that I learned being a chaser studying like nonstop taking that baseball encyclopedia and reading all about it, the history of the sport all that helped translate to what i could do now it's really a difficult position to hop into a lot of people think they could do it i'll tell you the truth a lot of people failed at it if you go back and look at the companies that have popped up they don't have the staff they don't have the quality people and they don't have what it takes to have been in the business for real when i was eight years old going to the ballpark with a baseball or cards or a piece of paper and that's how I got started doing autographs and then going to card shows when I was 10. I'm 51. I've been in it my whole life. You just can't instantly hop into it. And people say, oh, is there a class I could take? There really isn't. You could read about handwriting and that'll help you to an extent. But the only way is really just experience. And, and I was fortunate enough, I think, that I was able to go through these huge baseball card collections and index card collections and photo collections. I worked at Master Auctions, obviously, as part of my history. But before that, I grew up in the hobby with people like Dan Nolan, Josh Evans, and people that were always around the material, always touching it. I got to touch it too and see it all the time. So that was vital for me. And if you're a 22-year-old kid hoping to jump in, I'd say the best thing you could do is probably... Uh, come to Beckett and maybe try and work your way through a sales job and understanding more of what we do. And that's probably the easiest way, but the challenges are numerous. Let me make uh, three points. First of all, I agree with you. I believe there's more art and more science to the authentication of autographs than there is to the grading of cards. The second point is if somebody grew up in Chicago or New York, I think they had an advantage, yeah. because of, uh, at least in baseball. And thirdly, and again, not, not to belabor this question, you've mentioned that people have gone from the autograph authentication side to grading cards. Have you had success with people going the other way? The people that have graded cards and they've said, hey, I want to do autographs now. There's a couple. Yeah, there was one at PSA and I think he's working there as an authenticator now or helping in some form, okay. but he was a card grader and he had a great eye for autographs. And then also at Beckett, he's not there anymore, but I always felt he had a really good eye for autographs too. And he used to actually go chase. And we used to ask him on stuff once in a while because he had a pretty good eye for it, especially with a newer player, a newer basketball player or a young hockey player. He could come to our aid once in a while and help us out. I'll tell you this other thing. This is tight knit. 
Like the guys have got to be, first of all, you have to trust them with everything. That reminds me, it's hard for me to relate it to because it's nothing like being in the military, but they have your back. I have my guys' backs. That's how it works. And we're tight knit. We trust each other. We work together all the time. We meet up on the road. We hop into an authentication. For example, tomorrow morning, I take a 6 a.m. flight. I fly to Phoenix. I land at 7.15. I'll meet two guys from my team, Brian Sobrero and our sales guy, Art. We'll go to Pristine Auction House and we'll spend all day there authenticating, going through the stuff they have for us. But we work as a team together. That's really the big thing I could take out of this is the teamwork that goes in to autograph authentication. I've been a part of two really big companies that do it and work mainly with the same people because it's a trust factor. You trust those people. Fair enough. Okay. Your question for me. What is it like when that LeBron James card sells? or that Mike Trout card sells, and your name's on it. Isn't that kind of cool? I I was really proud of it. And how did you feel seeing that? It was everywhere. You could turn on NBC Today when it was on ESPN and everywhere. There's probably personal pride and and, uh, brand pride, team pride. So I'm part of the team. Obviously, it's a big part of the team. So it's all good. Like I say, I have no regrets. I'm proud of our guys that are carrying on the the brand and and to see things like that. It's cool. Like I said, I don't participate financially in it, but I'm happy for the guys. It means that the grading and the authentication, like you said, if somebody starts messing up, then that isn't going to be happening. So the trust falls, the having your back, there really needs to be high integrity. And I think there is. And that's why that's a good feeling to me. It's not, hey, somebody's going to find out that we're taking shortcuts. I don't think we are taking shortcuts. Absolutely. I think we're standing behind what we're doing. And that makes me proud for myself, but also for the team of it's not just the current team. It's the previous team. We're on the shoulders of all the people that helped build the brand, build the thing. Okay. Uh, my turn for you. If I got an inconclusive from you, if I submitted a, an autograph to you and it came back inconclusive, what should I do? Should I go to a different autograph service if I believe that it's still a good autograph? Should I give my justifications back to you? Or should I just think they didn't like it and just take my lumps and dump the card. I I think that's something that's a pretty interesting question. I think, first of all, when you get in a situation like that, and we do have an inconclusive that comes back, and let's say it's Ray Chapman or really rare autograph, okay? There's a chance where I would want to study it more or look at it. A good example is like, how about a Dan Brothers? Very few known out there. Baseball Hall of Famers from those era, there's so little known of those people. I would say stuff like that, you could always come back and say, hey, wait a minute. Because here's the thing, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not like I'm authenticating on a story. A lot of people want to hear the story and what goes behind it. I, I want to authenticate the autograph. In a rare instance, and people do fight all the time, and not fight physically, but they really want to fight for what they have because they believe in it. I'm always willing to take a second look, especially if someone's very passionate about it. But there are times where that person is just incorrect. Hey, my dad met Roberto Clemente in 1971, and he got this postcard signed by him, and, and he knows that he met him that day. It turned he probably got it from the clubhouse guy, or and, and Clemente had a personal valet that would sign all the stuff for him. So you would have instances like that but I'm willing to look at it again. Or, hey, some of them are outlandish. I, I, I The whole 61 Yankees signed this ball for my grandfather. Well, it's a concession ball stand that was bought at the time, probably for 60 cents at the concession stand. So that type of stuff happens, but there are also instances where I'm definitely willing. I'm not a closed book, and I don't think any of us should be as an autograph authenticator. You can't be. But I think if you feel that maybe you'd have luck at, let's say, a PSA or with JSA or somewhere that's other reputable firm, then you might go to that firm next and get a letter or just see what they think of it. But I'm always willing to keep an open mind on stuff. I do not close doors on autographs. So sometimes I'll let someone just sit there and put the autograph out there on my desk for five days, a week, two days. Jim Spence taught me that. And many years ago, work with Jim. And Jim said, well, if you're having a problem with it, just take it and put it 
Just let it sit there and think about it. Ponder over it. Most of the time, to be honest, we don't have to make uh, split decisions on stuff like that. I might have a day, two days, five days. If I'm at an onsite or a show, it's different. But if I'm at home or I'm in the office, I might have a little time to make a decision on that. One I just did recently was a Thurman Munson that I brought back from the national and I ended up just failing it. But it was an item that first I said, no, it's no good. Then my guys on the team said, just keep looking at it. I said, I'll take it back with me. Ended up failing it. I didn't think it was real, but there's always something behind something. So you might say, hey, this came from the McAllister collection. Can you take a second look at this? Of course I will. This came from Jeff Morey. Jeff started as a collector in 1951. Yeah, I'll definitely would take a look at that again. Let me see, you know, where we went wrong or if I just need to look at it more, if I don't have, you know, enough examples or maybe just let me do some more research. So. I like the research part of it because part of the do- job is being an investigator as well. So right. basically I, I agree with you, but I hope people are not taking down the names of McAllister and Maury and saying, next time I come back to Steve, I'm going to tell him I got it from the Jeff Maury collection or uh, usually so, that stuff speaks for itself. I, I had the I, chance to get his whole collection when I worked at Mastro and, well, and I, I'm um, just saying, I, I would not come back to you unless I had, not a made up story, but if I remember, which in many cases I do, where I got some of these autographs, I'd be willing to disclose that to you. And that may shed additional light or not, if it was from a collector that you might remember or where I got it. Or when I got a hundred autographs from somebody, because I rarely bought card, I bought cards. When I bought autograph collections, I had a presumption that almost all of them were good. There's always been a secretarial and wife and clubhouse person signatures, whether from the 50s or the 40s or the 30s. So you're saying I could take another run at it and give you some additional story. And sure, background, sure, absolutely. 